I'm Danielle Wozniak, and I'm Dean at Wurzweiler School of Social Work at Yeshiva University. And I'm here today with some fabulous guests to talk about the Care Cafe, which is a new initiative that Wurzweiler has launched. I'd like to introduce my guests and then to do a little introduction about Care Cafe. So actually, I'm going to let my guests introduce themselves uh, because I actually don't think I could contain them much longer. <laughs> so I'll start on my right. I'm Dr. Katherine Mitchell. I am the program director of Care Cafe, as well as being a faculty person here at Wurzweiler. And um, it's been an amazing, wonderful experience, and I can't wait to talk about it. I'm Gabrielle Mason. I'm what I call an old baby um, MSW social work student, so um, come from other things, but I am a brand new first year student who was lucky enough to get pulled into this and do a huge amount of learning about what this is through Care Cafe at the same time as getting that in, in classes. I'm Michelle Bialik, and I am an MSW PhD student here at Wurzweiler, and I also was lucky enough to somehow get pulled into this wonderful project this year. Well, thank you, everybody. And thank you so much for being here. Um, I, I will never forget the night that I thought of Care Cafe. Um, I was um, on the train commuting home to Connecticut. It was a rainy, rainy night. It was really cold. I had um, been dashing for the train, um, so I didn't even have time to open my umbrella. Water was running down my neck and seeping into my shoes, and I jumped into a really crowded train, and I was standing there sopping wet, being um, uh, pushed into other people, and I remember looking at my phone, reading a New York Times story about a woman in Amsterdam who had begun um, uh, repair cafes where people could bring their appliances to be repaired. Um, and in so doing, we're creating these sort of pop-up communities where while getting blenders or vacuum cleaners repaired, um, people were making friends and were developing um, community relationships uh, around the repair of something. And I remember thinking, uh, especially on this night, I remember thinking, wouldn't it be wonderful if for an hour or, or two a week, we had a place as human beings that we could step into that could repair or care for us. And I uh, began to talk to the faculty at Wurzweiler about it and just to see if the idea resonated with anybody. And the idea did resonate. And um, I was lucky enough to talk with, um, with Catherine Mitchell about it, and it, it really resonated with her. Um, we were able to seek some funding and um, when we we got fully funded through the city council, the, the we became the Care Cafe and the Care Cafe needed a director. Um, Dr. Mitchell became the, the director of the Care Cafe and all good ideas um, begin to morph and begin to grow. And it was under Dr. Mitchell's wonderful um, direction that Care Cafe actually began um, to take on a life of its own as she began to recruit fabulous students um, to, to grow the idea into what became really a stellar stellar program um, serving all of New York City. And Catherine, I wonder if you could just tell us a little bit about your, like, w what happened when you stepped in to say yes? I think it was our very first conversation, actually, that we spoke about Care Cafe. The very first time I met you when I was uh, about to come on board as a new faculty person here last year. And I remember thinking, wow, I love that idea. That's so interesting and exciting, and I hope I get to be a part of it. And 
by a series of serendipitous moments, I ended up having the wonderful opportunity to be the program director of Care Cafe. And the first thing we did um, was put out a request for students to come and work on the project. Um, and we had this incredible response of about 12 people who, who showed up. And, you know, there's no cuts on our team. If you show up, you're in. <laughs> and um, what was really amazing about it was that everybody brought just tremendous talent and resources and contacts and ideas and, as it turned out, dedication and stamina and staying power because it's been, it's been quite an odyssey because we were starting from the ground up. We, we, this was a program that only existed on paper. And we took it starting in uh, November and began hashing out some ideas and coming up with a, with a plan for what programs we would offer. And by January 17th, when we did our first program, we, we had logos and promotional materials and ideas and a schedule and all sorts of amazing things that really sprang, I would say, 99% from the creativity of the, of the students who answered that call. So I want to invite Gabrielle and Michelle just to talk a little bit about your pieces and how it's been for you. Well, first of all, I think it's important for us to say that we are representing some wonderful, wonderful peers who are absolutely dedicated to um, bettering our immediate community and communities all around New York City in any way they possibly can. So we're just we're just a small piece of this wonderful, wonderful team we have. Um, this year has been has been really a great um, starting point for uh, what we can do in the future, and we really hit the ground running this year with uh, dozens of care cafe topics, including. PTSD, anxiety, immigrant needs, um, pregnancy loss, and and a whole bunch of things we did for veterans this year as well. And that's only to name a few. Um, and what I think we another element we include in this is there's an educational element as well. Um, we are not only fixing people's appliances; we are giving them educational tools to help others in their community fix their metaphorical appliances. A lot of times when people um, have mental health needs, they traditionally will go to a therapist's office. They'll make an appointment and go to the therapist's office, and for 50 minutes or whatever, they'll, they'll talk to somebody. But our idea with Care Cafe was that we actually bring those resources into the community, and not necessarily for an individual person, but we actually bring it into the community for a community. And the idea was that that we would have sort of pop-up communities around an issue. So if the issue was pregnancy loss or depression or suicide intervention um, or suicide risk, that, that people who shared a concern or shared that issue would come to hear somebody talk about that about that issue and and be able to get some resources and tools um, to help them deal with that issue. Is that right? Absolutely. So the part that, that I think so resonated to me from the beginning was that the idea of, of, of social work is the most evolved idea is that it's strength-based and that it's not looking at things from a problem model, what's wrong, how can we fix for you. It's how do you lift people up, how do you give them the tools that they need um, to 
to work on their own things and to and to grow and to change. And that, to me, just sung from the original material. Um, and I think the other piece, and it's funny, I'm actually taking a class here and everything dovetails. I'm taking a working with groups class. And one of the biggest benefit of working with people together is this idea of mutual aid. I've been in the same boat. I have something that happened. Let me share this with you. And hearing people's stories and the power of that. And so I think that this model, bringing people who have sort of the chops, who have the the knowledge and the experience, whether they're practitioners, they've lived that, they, they work with that community, and then um, combining that with people who are there to learn more, who are struggling with those issues, who have something to offer, and that everyone's helping everybody. And I think one of the things that was so exciting was the conversations afterwards, the people walking off into the night talking about things, the people flocking to the speaker and to the students who are there afterwards to talk, or even we had this last night, people noticing someone who maybe was struggling with the issue or who looked a little down or concerned, and you'd sort of say, how, how was this for you? Or you'd check in with them, and that it became much more than a little tiny educational piece. It became a human connection and people supporting each other and not we know and we're going to tell you, but how are we going to learn about this together and help each other? So I think maybe 21st century life is is so isolating so much of the time. And Care Cafe is a way that we can bridge that isolation and support each other around issues and then also bring a strengths-based perspective through some expertise and guidance and support. Is that right? Absolutely. I think that um, even though there are so many people in New York City we kind of lose our sense of community sometimes. And Care Cafe really gives us a time and a space to find that community again that we seem to be lacking sometimes in urban settings. I was really impressed um, that that the way in which our students interacted with people. Um, I was really impressed at how people stayed in the cafe when the speaker was done. I was really impressed at, at the way um, people sought you as students out and the way that you sought cafe goers out. Um, you all seemed so comfortable in your roles as, as um, I don't know, hosts or as... Um, I don't know what we are. But that's a lovely way to put it. Yeah. It's like a welcome committee mm-hmm. or a... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, what, do welcome wagons still exist? Is that a thing of the past? Well, I think it's a very important part of it. And I think one of the things that we noticed since we were we were creating something as we went along, one of the things we noticed that I found very interesting was we had one location where we did, we have done, I think, six or seven cafes at the Riverside Memorial Chapel on 76th and Amsterdam Avenue in Manhattan. Uh, we were able to do six programs there and hosted by, you know, in a, just a lovely setting with a lovely meal and, you know, just a very welcoming place. And what was interesting to me is that people would come to the care cafes, regardless of what the topic was, Mm -hmm. which made me start to think there must be something more to this than interest in a particular topic. I think there is also a lot of interest and benefit and, and, and attraction of being able to just sit in this nice setting and see people and connect and talk and, 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 um, make that pop-up community that you were talking about 
that I think that is equally as important as the content of the program. Well, we, we have regulars. Yes, we do. <laughs> Absolutely. And and I guess this would be as good a place as any to to admit that after a first couple cafes, I went to you, Catherine, and said, "Oh my gosh, it's really working. The model is working the way we thought it would, but we didn't really we weren't a hundred percent sure it would work. But we were both delighted. I remember at one point to say, "Yeah, it is working. It really is." Absolutely, and I think it's exceeded expectations in a lot of ways. There was one we did quite a bit of program with with veterans communities as well. And there was one in particular that we did at Samaritan Village in um, in Manhattan um, called Beyond Meals Ready to Eat, where we talked about food and nutrition. And meals ready to eat is a it's a military term, MREs, when they are when they're deployed or traveling, they're given these vacuum sealed awful meals, as my son, who was in the Navy, explained to me. And we wanted to just play on that and talk about nutrition as part of a recovery program. And that particular night, we had so much fun. We had mm-hmm. we brought a chef in, and we cooked, and everybody talked, and they shared these great stories about their lives or their hopes or things that they wanted to, to do. And everybody sat at the table, and we all had, we had a meal together. It was fa- it was fabulous. We had so we had so much fun that night, and that was about both about the content and about the experience of mm-hmm. being together. And that's when I think for me, I really saw, wow, we really are creating communities here. A big piece of this was that student teams would put together resources. So it would be you leave with something, a tool that you can use, programs, ideas, tactics. And what was so cool at Samaritan Village was we had, by that point, a pretty great, this team was amazing, pretty great collection of you know yoga and mindfulness and writing for veterans and, and places to go do art and places to get other kinds of support. And sitting there being able to share this with people who say, I love to write, I haven't written, that's a way, you have things, and actually seeing concretely people wanting to go take these and beyond that experience ahead of that moment, but now I'm going to be able to connect with something else. And and I think the other thing it just made me think of is that some of the topics we've mentioned are sort of heavier and more struggles we have in life, and some of them were so joyous and forward-looking. And a little tagline that we had was, you know, we don't just want to help you survive, we want to help you thrive. And I look at, um, we had Heidi Landis, who did mm-hmm. resilience and play therapy. We had um, Sari Skolnick, who's actually my group teacher now, which is a wonderful sort of thing coming together, um, who led people in psychodrama and worked this out together and, and very play-based, experiential. And then Laura Berman Fortgang, who really was talking about how do you create a life that's fulfilling and that you want and how do you make change in that. So I think that um, there was helping you through tough things, but then there were things that were about making the life you want, which... I just think it was really wonderful that was included. I think that that's one of the reasons why Care Cafe has been so beneficial and works so well this year is that we take a very open approach to our Care Cafes. We kind of let the community guide what the Care Cafe will be in each in each setting. We're not super prescriptive at all. Instead, we take the time to listen to our community's needs and our audience base is so diverse because of that, and it's a really wonderful thing. And within every care cafe, you see you see people who are going there for the community and to learn so that they can help others. We see people who are going through hardships themselves. And we also see social workers who are coming in to learn more about how they can help 
people or support people um, who are going through things. Or, as Gabrielle said, to live a better life, to live the best life um, they can. We've our cafes have been extremely diverse. We've also done a lot of practical work, having people like Cesar Vargas or Angelo Cabrera come in and um, really get to topics that are imperative to immigrant communities right now. Um, so we've really been able to hit on a lot of very important topics this year. I just want to um, dovetail on that, that Michelle, a shout out to Michelle, that the, the DACA event, and then also there was um, a series of events which was navigating the school system mainly for um, parents um, immigrant backgrounds who may not have all the connections, all the resources, um, and that some of those were really more panels and that she worked the connections that she has through the work she does, the connections everyone has, and you had community organizations, you had people who were volunteer organizations where there were nonprofit, a group of nonprofit um, pro bono lawyers who work with that community. You had all these people coming and then it was also a safe space. Mm -hmm. So were people who perhaps documentation status, uh, were able to come and be safe and hear each other's stories and connect and get help, and that it wasn't one expert um, sharing something, but that it was drawing on all the resources of the community and giving it a place to come together and everyone. And, and I think also at that event, there were students who were trying to go to college with that status right now, with everything shifting under their feet. And it was amazing to see all these people in that room who could help them hear their stories, tell their own stories. And I think that was transformative. And I think that's that's a shout out to Dr. Mitchell for really allowing us to to bring in whatever background we have and share that with the group and, and go from there as a team. I think that's why it was so successful because you and everybody on the team had some amazing gifts and resources to bring to it. I mean, it's, I mean, it's really been a collaborative venture mm -hmm. to bring Care Cafe to life. Absolutely. And, and it also, it so amazingly um, articulates social work values, right? You meet people where they are, um, and it's a lot of self-determination. You let the community decide what it needs, and you respond to that need, um, and you use the strengths uh, perspective, and you bring that together. So everything that we do is a part of social work, um, and, and it's also good, good leadership. You pitch to people's strengths, and then mm -hmm. you let them run with it. So um, I could not be more thrilled with this whole team and with everything that's happened. I, I just think it's a, an amazing gift um, that you all have brought to Wordsweiler and that, that we continue to have this. So I'm absolutely thrilled. I have to say a couple of funny anecdotes from my perspective. The Heidi Landis um, talk at um, Riverside Funeral Chapel, um, it was a joyful experience. She had us up on our feet. She had us moving. And um, afterwards, um, I was talking to some of our guests, and we were looking back at the event and sort of laughing about some of the role plays that she had us doing, and we were laughing about them. And one of the guests sort of said, oh my gosh, I don't know, is it appropriate to laugh in a funeral um, chapel? And um, they laughed about that too. So it was not only had it transformed the moment, but it had transformed the space. Um, and Sherry, um, our guest, our, the, our host for the evening, um, was, was actually very affirmative and said, yes, that this is a 
an appropriate space to have all sorts of emotions, that emotion as well. So that was lovely. Um, and then one testament uh, to the Care Cafe was um, our days are very long. All of our days are very long. And um, we were at a Care Cafe last night, and no one got home before 1030. Um, my husband often asks me when I get home after a Care Cafe, well, did you feel cared for? <laughs> and every single time, I often, I absolutely say yes, 100%. And I think that our guests um, would say the same thing, that people leave feeling cared for, that we offer people an extraordinarily delicious meal. Um, we really uh, take care to feed them a nice meal, um, that you provide well-researched resources in a wonderful, um, highly organized packet, um, that you greet them so warmly, that you sit at the tables and talk with them. I mean, it's really a warm, welcoming um, experience. We send them away with, with pads of paper and pencils and ideas. Um, I mean, it's really, it is a place um, where they leave cared for. And I, I think that um, I'm just so grateful that it, it's been such a wonderful experience for um, our communities. It's been a great year one, and we're we're just gearing up for <laughs> year two. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we're really. I'm really excited. We have some great ideas coming up. We're going to be doing a whole series. We're going to go. Um, I hope develop into more of a series model where we have more of what we did at Riverside Memorial Chapel, where we'll do six or seven events in one location. So we're going to be doing some stuff around healthy aging, and uh, you know, health, well wellness and healthy living and things like that and build out on that. We're also going to be doing more with um, vulnerable communities, specifically around immigrant topics like education and college and um, recovery and life after domestic violence, more stuff around glow kids and digital addiction. Mm -hmm. We didn't even talk about that, but we did. There's a, too much to talk mm -hmm. about oh, in this yeah, short really time. Good, We've really, really done good so stuff. Much. And then we have a wonderful new initiative with uh, the Telling Project, which is a national project devoted to, uh, it has always been devoted up till now, around story, veteran storytelling and bridging the gap between military and civilian culture. And they are going to partner with us this year to develop a new project called One, um, The Same Moon. Under the Same Under Moon. Under the Same Moon, which is going to be telling immigrant stories. And we'll be looking at a whole range of immigrant stories, not only folks who were recently arrived in this country, but also older immigrant populations, for example, in Washington Heights, where we have a big Dominican community and a Jewish community. And there's going to be some wonderful opportunities for storytelling and finding that commonality of being under the same moon. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm really excited about that. There was something so beautiful. The the telling project was just a, a, like a mind changing kind of a thing. And what's so incredible is that it's it's real people. They're not actors. They tell their own stories, and then um, the telling project takes these stories. It's phenomenal and turns it into thematic blended sort of experiences where they get to share their real experience. We actually had a group from the Samaritan Village Veterans Treatment Program come and hear these stories as well. But there was something that um, was at asked Lincoln Center, at right? Lincoln Center. Mm -hmm. There was something that was asked after one, which was, you know, what can, what do you want people to say to you? That so often people say, you know, thank you for your service or something sort of generic. And that this one gentleman who had really disclosed a very um, difficult path said, 
I just want you to tell me that you're going to listen. Mm-hmm. I want to know that you want to know what it was actually like with me, not 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 what it is for other people or what people assume. And I think that that what happened there, the way it felt for them, sort of that being therapeutic, getting to tell your story, but then for the people on the other side and thinking of this with, with a community, with immigrant communities now where it's not safe to tell your story, who wants to hear your story, what's going to happen to you, that giving that opportunity on both sides is just allowing for your story to be celebrated by Mm -hmm. those who want to celebrate it. We, a lot of people only hear the opposite every time they turn on the television or the radio. And this allows, this allows um, people to understand that their stories are celebrated. The Telling Project is, um, helps veterans um, or family members of veterans tell their stories, um, their experiences with um, their time in the service, either that's time in uh, combat or with war, or for family members to tell their story of what it was like when their loved one was in the service, right? And so the, the time that we, the, the stories that we heard at Lincoln Center were life-changing, as you mentioned. And we had a Vietnam uh, War veteran tell his story. We had, help me, we had an Afghanistan uh-huh. um, veteran. Army veteran. Army, Army. veteran. Um, um, one was a, and two women. One was a reservist, I think. And, and one, was, one was a family member. Well, she, she was both. She was both. She served and she was the wife of a soldier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And they each told their story, story and it was uh, done as, as a soliloquy. And it was so powerful. And the the men from Samaritan Village were there in the front row. We saved them two two rows. They were front and center. And and um, Gabrielle, you are so right. They just were so appreciative of connecting, um, and uh, they just loved it. Even the title of that one is just, they called it the Telling Care Cafe Veterans Journeys Home. Yes. And it's part of, a, a, I think, a broader series they have. It's, there's this, this imagery about planting the ore, which I don't know if it comes out of maybe the Odyssey or, yeah, or Homer. Odyssey. But it, it's sort of what does home mean? Who is home? Where is home? How do you connect with that? And so welcoming people into a place that becomes a, a temporary home or part of a permanent home, it, it, I'm, I'm running out of words. But, and, but, it changes, but. <laughs> and it changes, as we've learned, it changes the way people feel when they return to their quote-unquote home. Home changes from the perspective of the Absolutely. veterans mm-hmm. as well. Absolutely. It's very and what interesting. does it mean to come home? Right. Yeah. Which which really segues right into what you were saying about the new series that we'll be looking to put on Under the Same Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, because then when we tell immigrant stories, both those who've come uh, a long time ago and the new immigrants, it is about home and what home means um, and who is our home uh, and where home is and what that means when we may have eyes in, in many places um, and when the welcome, the welcome may feel very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be able to find that place and, and also to find someone to hear our story. So I look so forward to, to that series. I think that, that that is part of reducing isolation and also part of connecting us to our humanity, which is part of what isolation does. It reduces that, that humanity and disconnects us. So it is a part of that care and a part of that repair of the human fabric. Um, so I think that's really, really wonderful. If someone was listening to this podcast, how how might they get involved in Care Cafe, or how might they um, volunteer? 
Well, if you're a student and you're looking to get involved in a really exciting project here at Wurzweiler School of Social Work, you would simply have to email me or stop by my office. And my email is katherine.mitchell at yu.edu. And as I said, there's no cuts on our team. So if you show <laughs> up, you're in. Um, because we are always happy to have more of the incredible students at Wurzweiler School of Social Work participate in bringing their, their creativity and knowledge and passion to this wonderful work that we're involved in. And then as participants, we, we have a website which is updated faithfully to stay on top of the schedule as it evolves and you know, stay tuned for the year two schedule. But it is um, www.yu.edu forward slash Wurzweiler, spelled W-U-R-Z-W-E-I-L-E-R, forward slash Care Cafe. And also there, you can sign up to be on our mailing list, um, but there will be a schedule. And what's wonderful is besides a schedule of upcoming events and flyers of what's what's happening, there are also the resources, those resources, even if you can't make it to join us for an event, the resources are posted there. And that's for you. Oh, there's this topic. I'd like to know where to go, how to get help, what to do about that. That's there as, as a public service. So even if you can't make it to a cafe or when you can't, you come to the website and you're being welcome there and you're Oh, we also have blogs for a lot of them, too, right? I think we have blogs for many of the events of people kind of in, in the moment writing about their the students, writing about their impressions and their experience of the different cafes. So it really can give you an experience of it, even if you weren't able to be there. And hopefully you will join us for some of what's coming up in year two. So is there any cost to Care Cafe? No, we are. We're so fortunate that the program is funded by New York City uh, initiatives, a number of different New York City City Council initiatives. And so Care Cafe is completely free to participants. It's free to the venue um, and uh, completely free in every way. So we're lucky that we're able to provide that service. So if you are listening to this and you'd like to host a Care Cafe, um, please contact Dr. Mitchell because we certainly can uh, host a Care, care Cafe. We've hosted them in funeral uh, homes. Um, uh, synagogues, libraries, libraries, churches, centers, community centers. centers. Yep, um, we are everywhere. <laughs> we are, um, and we would love to have you join us. Um, um, if you have a topic that you think that your community would be interested in uh, hearing about, uh, or you uh, are aware of a need that you think we should cover, we'd love to hear it. Whether it's um, uh, uh, one of tragedy or one of joy, um, we'd love to hear about it, and we'd love to potentially meet that need. The whole thing of siloing everybody, you're a veteran, you're a homeless person, you're whatever. We're human beings and these issues cross. And so I, I have such such issues with the, this is your population, but we're all humans. And, and so, so many of these things are going to affect I everybody. I so much from the, the veteran um, from the veteran cafes, so much, right. so much. I'm not a veteran. About other things, right. about no. common, common right. Right. things. Well, that, about right. about veterans and about humanity. Yeah, right. and about how every single veteran is different. I mean, I know but is a human with right. the whole, right. the whole a human constellation. Being, right? yeah. And when Crystal Tubles told her story, it it was about domestic violence. It was about addiction, and it was about veteran services and, and her veterans' experience. Do you remember that? 
I didn't. Samar- I only heard Samar- her name. Oh, she's Samar- also Samar- all about Samar- like Samar- youth development and Samar- advocacy. Village. Like wow. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. 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 Samar- yeah, I was village. there, and we didn't talk about that. And that was a great one. It's very unique because she would. But there's so any of these. We, right. Like Lorena's, I wanted to talk about, but didn't. It was like building a life after domestic violence, specifically within immigrant communities. It was so interesting, and a you know and. But yeah. it, but all like if we kind of focus in on any one of them, we can find things that are yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah. But that one was. But but my special. point about that one is is that it it was a it was such an intersectionality right right it, it was presented mm-hmm. to Samaritan Village but but you could have equally had presented that to a crowd on addictions or domestic violence uh, or, or the, depression or the Native American right. experience right, right. Uh, or right. right on genocide yeah federally uh, human you know, rights supported right. genocide human yeah. rights and she made the I don't know if she did, I just heard the one here but she made He's that like, you guys that, can have this conversation but she made that whole historical connection of yeah. what's happening now is an exact outgrowth of policy that has been going on in this right. country from right. time immemorial, right. she kept saying. Right. So, so, so one of the beauties of Care Cafe is that while our funding may land in particular buckets, our approach is really um, one that, that is holistic um, and supports the whole human being and supports the whole human being um, from a strengths-based perspective. That, that to me is like the essence of really good social work. Is there any standard form that Care Cafe takes? I think there's a philosophical standard form. <laughs> there's a feeling standard form, which is you are cared for, you are welcomed, you are heard, you're, you're supported, whatever you have to say is, is valid, and we're going to try to help you out. But beyond that, it's... Our standard is that Care Cafe can become whatever it needs to become for any community in any place. So I want to thank my wonderful, wonderful guests for this podcast. Um, I think you're my most exuberant team at <laughs> Wurzweiler, and certainly um, you've been a joy to be with. Um, I always say that my faculty and students at Wurzweiler are the best at the university, and I stand by that. Thank you so much, thank team. You. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you for being you. here.